They're able to make the victim look like the criminal and the criminal look like the victim. Police grab the brother and beat him unmercifully and then charge him with assaulting them. They use the press to make it look like he's the criminal and they're the victim. This is how they do it. And if you study how they do it here, then you'll know how they do it over here. It's the same game going all the time. Much respect to Bex and Sir Redneck and the nameless MC. Gojigi go Nyoranyans. Ye nata Grantley Saunders. Ye birapai barai. Ye barabai barai. Wayabu jinkanjara. Wayabu bingai jara. Gojigi go Nyoranyang. Greetings, everybody. Everybody. Uh, my name is Grant Saunders and I'm Birupai man on Birupai country and where this podcast is emanating from. And I'll just say, yeah, what I just said is also welcome sisters, hello sisters and hello brothers and uh, welcome everybody. Two days out of the referendum, the big day, uh, we are blessed to be speaking with a lovely woman who comes from the Northern Territory, is in Alice Springs right now. She is Aboriginal royalty in my eyes. She is the daughter of the late and great Dr. Rosalie Kunoff Monks, OAM, who was an Aranda Amajeri Alawa woman. Did I get that right? Amajara. Ah, I'm a Jack. Okay. And people, older people might recognize her as a big film star from the 50s. She was the main uh, lead actress in the legendary film Jeddah. And her daughter, who we are speaking with today, is none other than Nala. Uh, Kunath Monks. Uh, welcome to the show, Nala. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> um, did you want to give a shout out to your countrymen before we um, get into yeah, it? Yeah, I'll just say hi to everyone out there. Yay. So let's get into it. Tell us why um, you and other people, your countrymen and other Aboriginal people around the country uh Possibly voting no on Saturday and maybe, like me, not even showing up at all uh, to the polling booths. Can you just enlighten us from your perspective coming from the centre of Australia? Yeah, look, I I can speak on behalf of me um, personally um, and also um, from my discussions with, with my mother. Um, we did attend the regional dialogues in um, at Ross River. When, when you say the regional dialogues, this is one of the 13 dialogues of mm-hmm. consultation that led up to the Alara conference where That's the Uluru right. statement was written, well, well it yeah, was mom, presented pretty much. Yeah, mum actually refused to go. Yeah. And, and did she tell you why, like why she didn't want to go? She didn't want to um, attend because she felt that it didn't represent um, us. It felt like we were being pulled in by the land councils and by people who are, you know, really forcing it. Yeah, because we we spoke with um, the president of the Black People's Union here in Stuart Asherton a few weeks ago. Um, Now, he said that there were 13 dialogues and from those dialogues, from the, um, I think, 140 pages that 
of uh, transcripts from those dialogues, he found that no one was saying that they wanted a voice to parliament. They were saying that they wanted other things like Senate seats and, you know, land rights, self-determination, all the things that we've been protesting yes. for for a long, long time, yeah? Exactly. That's right. And also, um, and also there were lots of discussions around treaty. Yeah, yeah. And so you did you feel like, well, you've said that you felt like you were coerced pretty much to yeah so so those who set the re- regional dialogues up to discuss what they wanted to discuss with us then carry the conversation and so the other discussions are just pushed to the side mm-hmm. and then we're like oh there's going to be this big big meeting at um, Uluru and we you know all to go down for that and mum just flatly refused and so we discussed around that and we came to the same conclusion that that it wasn't going to represent us and our um and our sovereignty in our country yeah i mean when i introduced your mum as a film star i forgot to say that she's also been a fierce advocate for social justice and human rights for indigenous people or First Nations people, and she was responsible for stopping a dam going ahead on on your country. Mm-hmm. So she's she's been really active, and she was active right up until she passed away, sadly, yes. uh, early last year, yeah? Yes, yes. She actually passed away on um, the 26th of January. Mm. So um, I that day, that is now hers. That's my day to commemorate my mother. I don't recognise it as any other day. Mm, yeah, it's a, a really poignant sort of day to, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It is, isn't it? Um, because, uh, you know, I don't celebrate it for other reasons, like yeah. probably the same reasons as your mum and mm-hmm. and you and everyone else is that it, we see it as a, a day that, you know, commemorates invasion, the start of genocide in exactly. this country. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so what sort of influence did your mum have on you, her politics? You know, like as you were growing up. Um, mum always allowed me the freedom to think for myself, mm-hmm. and um, but my views, I guess, in the formative years, she formed a lot of my thinking, um, but was always open with me and um, and always allowed me to to have my views and my say. And, I mean, she was a straight shooter and she wasn't afraid of speaking out and speaking the truth, and I've seen her in action. She was amazing. She was very straight down the line and um, very clear and very powerfully uh, spoken um, woman, and she must have been an incredible influence for you and and other people from your country. Absolutely, yeah. Mm, mm. So, yeah. What would she be doing, you know, coming up to this uh, referendum? Oh, she'd probably be um, out campaigning um, in that, you know, people really should consider voting no because this isn't really what we can't see how it will touch the lives of um, our people that live in communities in the bush, how it's going to change the fact that kids 
wake up in the morning, have to go and collect wood to start a heater to have a hot shower. Mm. They're crawling off of dirt floors, you know, to go to go to school to learn English for four hours before they can learn anything else, before they're allowed to learn anything else. So it doesn't, it's not going to stop that. It's why would we want it to be just an advisory body when mm. we could have more discussions around how we could probably create a document of our own as Aboriginal people, present that to Parliament, and maybe the rest of the um, nation could ratify it. But, but what we're being fed is that this is the incremental step towards that. This is, you know. Uh, look, all over social media, people are saying it's the panacea. Yes. And it's not. People are saying it's going to, you know, better everyone's lives. Well, no, it's not. Either government don't have to listen to an advisory committee. I mean, there's other Aboriginal people who in the progressive no um, camp, like Lydia Thorpe is leading Mm -hmm. and has been outspoken about it and she, you know, has like random little platforms here and there. She's definitely not getting the same platform as, you know, the racist no campaign uh, led by Dutton and Price and and Mundine. Yeah. I got called a racist on, Mm. on social media because I said on a friend's page that, you know, I'm voting no. Mm. And I got called a racist and that, you know, I was following Pauline Hanson and Jacinta Price and, well, no, I'm not. Mm. Um, my my no is about my people and, um, and how um, nothing is done for them anyway. Mm. All the funding that gets funneled down all gets tied up in administration and it's all tied up in organisations and services that are supposed to help us that don't. Do you see that just like the the voice, you know, this other administrative body just repeating the same thing? Or I do. I do. I see it as, as um, repeating. But, but more than that, as a sovereign being, I do not want to be in a constitution that wasn't written with us as a whole. If it actually came down to it, I would rather a referendum around um, Republic Mm -hmm. and around burning the constitution as it is Mm -hmm. and starting anew and starting afresh. That way we could deal with the history of the country Mm-hmm. We could move forward. Yes. This is not moving forward. No. This is sticking us into the documents so they can control us. Why do we see so many people just out in droves in support of this? I don't think that they're aware of what they're doing to us. Mm. I, I, I really think that they're ignorant, um, and that comes from a... Um, westernized mindset so as you know as a community of people we should have the right to be able to sit down and discuss i i i just read um not long ago what um what dr janini had said um and we are we're all different nations and so we should be able to sit down just within our nation and come up with things and and say, this is what we need from you, from the government. 
This is yep. what we need. Not yep. what you're telling us what we need. But why they pick this voice out of everything that may have been said at, at the um at the Yalara meeting, then you know, it's um yeah, and, and why push it so fast? Yeah. You know, it, it just seems that it's um Israel Benizi's just pushed it very fast and so people are like, What's going on? Mm. And it's that that's dividing the country. What do you see, because I mentioned earlier in the introduction, is that, you know, a lot of our people see the voice as just a dressed-up version of recognition. What what is What dangers do you see in us being recognised in the Australian Constitution? I think that the, the biggest danger would be a um, push towards assimilation. Mm. So um, at the moment, we're still holding on to our languages. We're still holding on to our law, our ceremonies. But this would be a bigger push towards assimilation. And, I mean, you know, I introduced to you in, in our language here, but this is this language that I'm speaking now is a revitalised language. Th mm -hmm. This is a language that was stripped from, from us long time ago during the height of the assimilation era. My grandfather yeah. actually could speak it fluently up until yeah. he was 13 years old. Yeah. Um, and the reason he lost it is because he was punished at school um, right. for speaking it. They called it gibberish. Don't call it, yeah. you know, talk that gibberish in, in the classroom. Yeah. And also on the mission, like in Perfleet Mission, where our fam my father grew up along with his brothers and sisters, um, you know, Aboriginal people who had not mixed with with white people were separated from mm -hmm. the so-called half caste. You know, my grandparents would have yep. been classed as half caste. Yeah. Um, and I and I was, you know, I'm the poster child for assimilation. I, right. I would have been called a nocturne yep. <laughs> if they yep. kept using that language. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, we um we we were having a discussion oh, about a month ago, and a friend and I, and just just thinking about how all the darker part Aboriginal children were sent north and mm. all the very fair ones from Central Australia were sent south. Yes. Because they could, you know, look good in, in um, white society. Yes. Well, they saw, you know, um, the potential of us being able to integrate and assimilate into white society and be white just yeah. like everyone else Absolutely. yeah and i don't think that it, you know they may have gotten rid of the policies and all of that for that but mm. i don't think that push has stopped no um the the push now is to stop our children on communities from speaking their languages she's to have them in the schools to you know Whereas we try and try to make sure that we have bilingual education, we have those kinds of things in place. And we were starting to look at having total immersion schools in our languages um, so that we don't lose them and we should be able to. Mum always said from the safety and security from who we are, 
And and we've had, you know, our own people, um, you know, helping governments to get rid of the bilingual program. I think it was Marion Scrimshaw, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and that really breaks our hearts when they can stand up and, you know, purport to be helping us and, and what are they doing? I, I, I'm finding it really difficult because, I mean, we were already divided, but this... This whole process has really shown everyone's colours, hasn't it? It, it certainly has. Um, mm. Yeah, we've. Um, I've found that on on both sides, there's a lot of um, a lot of hatred and anger towards mm. one another. And um, I've got friends that I that I love dearly who are voting yes. I just think as long as we can have um, respectful debate mm-hmm. and um, and just you know. Look at his, look at each other's views in the light of friendship. Then, mm. uh, you know, we might might be able to actually get somewhere. But this complete opposite, yeah, it's not a nice experience. No, and and it's a, not a nice idea to be simplified and bundled in together with you know the Jacinta prices and that side of the no campaign, is it? No, it's not. Mm. It's not, and some of the, you know, some of the rhetoric coming out about, you know, if if the voice gets in that, you know, the land's going to be stolen. You can you can hear the, you know, what was happening around native title and Marbo and all of that mm. rhetoric that you've got to wade through mm. to actually find, you know, what's what's real and what's true. What are you uh, think of the argument that this is? It, like by signing up to the constitution to be enshrined in the constitution that we are ceding our sovereignty. I am sovereign, regardless mm. of where I sit. I believe it will make it easier for the government to create policies that will affect my ability to practice who I am. A friend posted up that that um, oh, you know this will stop the government doing things like the Northern Territory Emergency Response, and I said, no, it won't. The power's still in there. Yeah. So, you know, someone Mm. else can go tell a lie about us and and the government will come in heavy-handed. They can do that. They have the right to do that, and they'll just, you know, a little advisory voice might be saying, oh, no, don't do that. They don't have to listen. Yeah. And we're talking now about this race power. This is the Section 5126 within the Constitution that other lawyers, even like Tony McAvoy, who is in support of the yes, uh, the voice now, but before he was, uh, you know, pushing to have um, this race power removed. Um, But it's going to remain. So the... No matter what gets enshrined in the in the constitution, you, the race power will always trump that. Absolutely, I yeah, and and I don't see either side of government getting rid of that. I know, and it's not been mentioned, isn't it? Conveniently, I'm just I'm just trying to find this um yeah the actual question going into the to the people. In recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of Australia, mm-hmm. there shall be a body um, 
the voice may make representations to the parliament and the executive. And the one that I'm most concerned about is part three, how subject to this constitution mm -hmm. have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the voice, including its composition, mm -hmm. functions, powers and procedures. So nothing changes. I'd rather look at the Sami situation and set up our own bloody parliament that yes. we can run alongside. And that's what Mansell, <laughs> no, that's what Michael Mansell and others have, have also advocated for, is that yeah. even having our own state, Absolutely, a seventh yeah. state, you know. Yeah. If we're on the fringes of society anyway and, and you know, are being oppressed, subjugated through uh, the criminal justice system and the health system and the education system, yep. why not have a seventh state? Those systems are not set up to look after us. Those systems are there to assimilate us. Mm -hmm. So we need to set up our own. Getting back to that third section that's being proposed, um, now you hear a lot of yes, 23 people saying now, um, well, if you don't know, then just read the information. Okay. It's all there. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but that, that section, that third section is pretty vague and it, ambiguous. Yeah. It, it mm. is. And that, but that is the one that really stood out to me and I was mm. like, uh, um, one of our old people saying is that we can see things with our stomach, and that's what I felt. Yeah. Know, all the family members that I've spoken to, um, and I'm and I always make sure that I, you know, your vote is your vote. That's yep. your business, but mm -hmm. I just want to make you aware of this. And once they're aware of that, they're like, oh, you know, it's a different year because. That's not the information they're getting from the yes campaigners. I know, and and when putting putting out that information, yeah. I say, oh no, 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 but but um, Parliament's then going to set it up. Mm. This is just to put the voice in. It's almost akin to like, uh, here's a blank check. Can you just sign it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about you know uh, you see with your gut. I mean, Yoffi Yindi you know, said listen to your tribal voice and, um, yes. you know, and, and that's what's been irking me the whole way through this. I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm 52 years old now and, I mean, the first job that I took up in my own community here was in child protection, okay. Aboriginal child protection. And, you know, I thought racism was just name-calling, you know, casual racism. But once I started working in this field and and hearing the stories from our young people about how they're treated by the police, you know, I quickly got to understand that um, systemic racism is so powerful and so um, ingrained in our society in all it facets. Is, it's embedded in our society and it's embedded in our constitution. Mm. And it's not our constitution. No. Do you agree, like, with Thorpe that uh, talking about how she's challenged Albanese to just look at the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody report and 
just just look at some of those recommendations, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And what I don't very few of the um little children are safe and report recommendations were implemented. We can we can write reports till we're blue in the face. You know, the government just doesn't have to yeah. listen, just like with this voice. Government won't have to listen. Yeah. And do you feel like you know that through this process, in a way, our organisations, our spokespeople, the people who have been committed to these causes, um, uh, have have been diminished as if it's our fault that we. I I do, and and it's almost like. Um... You know, when you see a, um, I would think we've been fighting and fighting for so long, but when you see a cow dog and it rolls over, it's, we're almost at that point. Mm. Um, we've got a lot of older people who have been in the struggle for so long. Um, you know, we're, we're taking up the mantle now. We're the, we're the, Dare I say, middle-aged women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it. <laughs> and then we've got, you know, our kids growing and, and coming into this space. Mm. My my daughter, Amelia, has been going along with her grandmother since she was 16 and, um, and speaking out and speaking up. And she got to the point where she said, I can't do it anymore, Mum. It's just eating at me and eating at me, and and now with now with this, she's like, I oh, I refuse to go into that constitution. I don't feel any belonging towards it. Punitive measures come out of it all the time. I mean, it was created in 1901 in the height of the White Australia policy. Absolutely. Mm. And it's been responsible for because of that race power for yep. making really bad decisions and and about the way our people are governed or but yeah. that's just you know yeah that's putting it mildly oh absolutely mm. exactly um we're we're going through um well I work in the in the um social emotional well-being space mm. um only since late last year and the amount of stuff I've learned in that time and why I feel the way I do. Mm. All of that um, intergenerational trauma and yes. um, everything from, you know, from history that has happened has been carried through. So it's not like one little voice is going to fix all of that. We yeah. need a bigger, broader discussion. Mm. healing this country. Do you think that treaty is the answer or treaties? I think I think treaties could go a long way mm-hmm. um, in bringing people together yep. um, I because it would have to deal with all of that um, history and you know we could we could make people deal with it. We could mm. start to embed that into our organizations. Mm. Anyone who comes in to work for us, anyone who, you know, accesses our organisations and our people have to come at it from this angle. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, so treaties could, you know, do that. But I, I, um, I, along with with my mother, think that it needs to be um, sovereign treaty to sovereign person. And um, Australia isn't sovereign. So should. King Charles III be involved in a well, we, might, we might have to talk to him. Yeah. Mm. Him or at least his representative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got some good muckers on him. Like he, he should be able to listen with those he ears. Should <laughs> <laughs> he should hear a lot. <laughs> and that is that is the problem, isn't it? Is this this it should be enshrining a government ear to Aboriginal people. Um, yes. Mm. <laughs> but um yeah jokes aside i mean like this it's it's coming up how how do you how will you feel or how will you deal i guess post referendum um if there's a no vote um I guess we'll be consoling a lot of our yes vote friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and telling them it's okay. Life yes. will, you know, it's okay. We're still going to fight. Yes. Regardless of which way it goes, mm-hmm. the struggle will never end till we can come to a place of agreement mm-hmm. as equals. Exactly. Because we haven't been passive, have we? we? Haven't been sitting on our hands and like no. waiting, waiting for no. government to just give us no. what what we've got no. so far. And we haven't been relying on our academics to write, you know, reports and that. We've been out there. We've been doing things. We've been protesting. We've been, you know, making small changes as well in our own mm. little ways in our own communities. Yep. We've been reviving languages. Yep. We've been getting back to you know, and we've been making sure. That people who come onto onto our country are aware that we're there by us doing our welcome ceremonies. Yep, and we didn't need a voice to do it. Voice to do that. Yep. So, peoples, just chill, okay? Yeah. You know, we got this. We got this. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just um, sick. I'm tired of arguing against white people who believe they know better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of a lot of my friends. I had to actually tell one of my friends, don't try and guilt me mm. into voting yes. Because he shared a post that that said, what will our ancestors think of us if we vote no? And I said mm. Uh, um, your ancestors? <laughs> Hang on there. <laughs> My ancestors would probably say, keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the thing, is no. that we won't stop. No. Okay. So let's 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 say it's an overwhelming yes. Then how you feel? Exactly the same. The struggle will not end. Hmm. And I will say, okay, that voice represents the people who voted yes, which the majority of will be the white fellas. 97% of the population were only, you know, so the voice will not represent me. We are around 500 different nations in this country. Exactly. All different languages. You know, we, we, now this is the thing is that politically, 
we have been subjugated right across the country in the same way. We've been oppressed in the same ways. And so that brings about this pan-Aboriginality where we we do unify against a common enemy, uh, being col- colonialism and entrenched racism. So um, I wonder, I wonder after this whether it's yes or no, given that everyone showed their colours, um that will we be as unified again now that's a deep question mm. um i i think if um if your circle of friends who are both yes and no mm. Um, I think if they have solid relationships and a solid foundation for that relationship, yep. then in small ways we will be. As a country, probably um, if the yes vote gets up, I think we'll be more unified than if a no vote gets up because mm. um, the yes people are hanging everything on this. If yes happens, we're not going to give up. We're not no. going to stop fighting. Yes, people seem to be more like, you know, this is everything. This is, I mean, even, you know, even Marcia Lincoln coming out and saying that, you know, if if this fails, that's it, there'll never be another chance. There'll always mm. be more chances. Oh, I've heard white people say that. Like, you know, do you think you're going to get anything better than this? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I've had someone like an, a friend, I thought. Like, yeah. they, you're dreaming exactly. if you think you're going yeah. to get anything better than this. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, that's really bad then. You know, so but but that's what they're doing. They're they're mm. pinning all their hopes. So either way, mm-hmm. either way, it's it's going to be making governments accountable and you know making our so-called leaders, whoever gets to be appointed as as um, the voice, mm-hmm. um, you know, get putting them to task and making sure that those next steps, because, like, we're really good at getting out and uh, waving a placard in in support. Yes, 23, yes, we want, you know, recognition for Aboriginal people. It's been 60,000 years. But are you going to go the next step? Are you going to go the extra yard, you know? Exactly. And, I mean, if if, um, if the voice does get in front, then it's up to us Mm. to hold everyone accountable. Mm, that's it. I think we could leave it there. But well, let me. Can I just end on one little joke? Oh, I just I wait up. We'll hold that one. I love having a joke at the end. That's really good. I just want to make sure I've covered everything. Yeah, I have. <laughs> that was a. Please share your joke. We really like okay. this. Is this is the thing? Is that. Everyone thinks we're just negative Nancys. Oh, well. You know, like we do, like, we can laugh. Look at us, you know. This I is. To, I was talking to a friend, like friend. Yeah. And, and he's on the yes side. And I said, well, a friend of mum, so I call him uncle. Yeah. And I said, uncle, look, how do you know a politician's lying? Yeah. Their mouth's moving. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what people need to do is just look at these people and what they're promising and yeah let's let's just hold them to account and make sure that they follow through 
exactly. both sides. Either yeah. way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, have a lovely time over there and we'll catch up after this yeah, shit show. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> 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 Love right. your work. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye. They took away, I pet my way They did the thing with Martin Luther King The same felon, shot Lennon Trying to kill peace, but peace is still winning Well, I have to think that peace is still winning Well, I have to think that peace is still winning Well, I have to think that peace is still winning Well, I have to think, well, I have to think, well, I have to think Well, I have to think, but we don't know what to do Well, I have to talk, but is it ever follow through? Think before you act, but act before you did Follow your heart, as that always is your head But listen to I and don't be compliant They try to keep you silent, I try to be defiant Try to keep you silent, I try to be defiant Try to keep you silent, I try to be defiant Try to keep you silent, try to keep you silent Try, try, try to be defiant Blocking your mind from the grim reality. Reality of war, reality of the poor, realities of the past you never ever saw. You never ever saw, cause you never ever cared. Or was it just because you're too scared to stand your ground? Give on your mind, but when you speak your mind, you know you're walking a thin line. When you speak your mind, you know you're walking a thin line. When you speak your mind, you know you're walking a thin line. When you speak your mind, you know you're walking a thin line. Thin line, Nothing will affect us. We think we're safe because they will protect us. I did it with the